Australia, how are you going? How are you going, mate? That's right, it's NBA Australia, it's Monday. Oh, jeez, the start of another week, bro. November 29, where's the year gone, man? Uh, in a hail of fucking lockdowns, I tell you much. Anyway, I'm your host, James Clements. I'm a writer sometimes, Rolling Stone, Triple J. Whoever else wants to paint me that sweet, sweet folding stuff here in Larry Armour Studios, hanging out, giving you the lowdown on all the ins and outs of the NBA season. While repping Australia just a little bit. That's what we do, isn't it? Yeah. And we don't take things too seriously. You might have already gathered that. Either way, we are very serious about basketball and taking it very, very non-seriously. <laughs> we got name changes. Joel Embiid is back. Better yet, Boogie's back. And his mate, John Wall, wants to be back. But Houston are like, nah. Uh, so we've got a mega game of weekends to talk about in the NBA Australia game wraps as well, as well as, obviously, the weekend winners and losers. That's what we do every Monday. We've got a juicy slab of That's Not a Knife, Old Mate No Mates, Spot of the Night, Better than Lonzo Ball, Dickhead of the Weekend, and of course, yeah, Nas, the unpopular opinion of the day, and our back takeouts, where we're serving up a flame grill take. There's an Australian player watching an Andrew Gay's Grey Mum Reward for Outstanding Achievement in the Field of Excellence. And some game previews and picks for tomorrow. How good is that? Uh, and we'll finish off with a giddily positive giddy review for giddily positive people. Always a crack up that one. So let's bloody well get to it. Episode 708 of NBA Australia. Let's go. Alright, support for NBA Australia is brought to you by Manscaped, the men's below-the-waist grooming champions of the world. Out here to make your pain and junk look good. They offer precision-engineered tools for your family jewels and a whole bunch of other men's grooming products. That's what they're all about. Manscaped just launched their fourth-gen oration. <laughs> Trimmer, the lawnmower 4.0. Oh, me God, this is a good one. All across Australia and New Zealand. You heard that right, the 4.0. Oh, me God, it's a good one. Uh, you can join my old man and myself and a number of other acquaintances uh, and the other two million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer just for you. 20% off from free worldwide shipping with the code straight at Manscaped. Seriously, we're to try the uh, 4.0. I love it. It's got a light. It's got the advanced skin safe technology. It's all about the ceramic blade. It's just like this house. It's like this studio. No bloody nicks. No nicks. Love that. Uh, but either way, like the vibe of it is waterproof, uh, wireless charging. It's got everything going on that makes your life easier when you're trying to look after your junk, which is what you need to be doing. And if you've been shaving with the same nut trimmer on your face, that's gross. Grow up and get your own bloody ball hair and body hair trimmer manscaped to make me time the best time and enhance your confidence with some nice smooth boyos. So 20% off and free shipping with the Goat Australia. Your balls will thank you. And so will anybody else who goes anywhere near them. So 20% off and free shipping with the code Australia at manscaped.com. There's 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com. Use the code Australia. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. This is Matthew Delvedover, and you're listening to NBA Australia. Wow. 
Watch out for the shark attack. Ah, you better. Or the Jimmy attack if you're some beers from the weekend. Jesus. Got stuck right in. Vaccine bans causing too much havoc. Whew. Nothing like a good couple of day hangover. Also, better watch out for the uh, pub cricket attack. I can't move today. It's like you just use muscles you use like, you know, five times a year playing pub cricket. <laughs> First time back, it's like, oh, God. I'm so old. Right, let's start the show the way we start every show here at NBA Australia. Apparently with Jimmy complaining about being old. Uh, but also with the daily whip around. Ja Morant. So Ja Morant goes out of the uh, Memphis game on the weekend uh, where it was a bit of a non-contact vibe, right? You're like, hang on a second, what's going on? His left knee, he couldn't put any like weight on it, which was crazy. So they're playing the Hawks, and he kind of just drives. He's off and the, loses the ball a little bit. His leg just goes a bit wonky, and it's like, what's happened? Uh, luckily, they check it, and it seems that he's avoided any te- tears or ligament damage, according to other reports. But there's no official timetable for his return. So a knee sprain is where we've landed, which is awesome, because you get all the reports. You see all, all the tweets flying in. It's like, Jamarant's down! He can barely walk. You can God, get off the bloody floor. And the way he actually sort of hop, like, the live ball play, he's just like, fucking, I'm off the floor, hopping, 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 back to the bench, and then, like, out. And you see that, you're like, you can't put weight on it. That's, that's Ja Morant. Like, he's an absolute demon. So that sucked. But the good news was, no crazy permanent damage. That's neat. Gora on the flog, tragic. Got a bit of an update on his situation at the moment. Uh, apparently, he, uh, Basically, they've sort of gone, all right, so Goran, you're in Slovenia, you're attending to family matters and you're training. That's fine until the trade deadline or we buy you out. And Goran's like, oh, this sounds great, yes. <laughs> Fantastic. Sitting out for personal reasons. Uh, so Goran, just over in uh, Slovenia, you know, personal reasons, family stuff, cool. Ben Simmons is sitting there going, fuck, what did I think of that? <laughs> The weirdest part is they've said the phrase no definitive timeline for this process. So it's very much like, hey, Goran, can you work remotely (laughs) for for a basketball team? Sure. Fucking why not? Am I still getting paid? Yes. Excellent. Imagine making that NBA money while hanging out in Slovenia. Jesus. Uh, John Wall, speaking of making money and not doing anything. He apparently met with the uh, Raphael Stone and uh, that's the GM there in Houston. And the coach, Stephen Silas, is like, uh, yo, can I play? And they're like, nah, fuck off, John. And he's like, oh, come on. They're like, nah, what do we just tell you? Fuck off, idiot. Basically, they're like, hey, if you want to come off the bench like D-Rose, maybe. And he's like, that's not going to help me get fucking traded, you idiots. <laughs> so this appears to be like, they're like, nah, 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 man. We're pretty uh, on board with Kevin Porter Jr. Yikes. And uh, Jalen Green. Jalen Green, I understand. The KPG thing, like, just fucking move KPJ to the fucking bench. Start John Wall. Otherwise, this is fucking dumb. 91.7 million bucks John Wall's making this year and the next. That's insane. Basically, they're going to keep talking about this until nothing happens. All I can say is that it's a fucking dumpster fire there in Houston, and this is a goddamn abomination. The NBA, for all their fucking chutzpah, all their talk of, we're a player-friendly league... They forced Anthony Davis to play. They forced New Orleans to play Anthony Davis. You can't sit a healthy player. It's like, meanwhile, they're sitting John Wall for no reason beyond, we just, we don't want him to play, man. 
Why? He's not going to suddenly turn you into a fucking contender, you idiot. Anyway, uh, this is just a weird, shitty situation, I think, right? And I don't see how it really changes unless Houston go, yeah, all right, fuck it. Uh, but this is also a team who cut Dante Exum before the start of the season. And people are like, oh, well, Jimmy, the contract is going to be too much money. DJ Augustine is on this Houston team getting paid a fuck ton of money to do absolutely balls nothing. It's like, oh, we need a veteran point guard. He's shit. He can't, you can't play him. <laughs> fuck off with this DJ Augustine bullshit. Could have just kept Dante just to see if he had anything there. But you cut him, you idiot. So blow it out your ass, Houston. You're on the list, so fuck yous. Boogie! He's back. Non-guaranteed deal with the Bucks. Love this. Talk about that again later. Clay and Huazman. That's right, Clay Thompson and James Huazman assigned to the G League. The Santa Cruz Warriors to get in some practice was kind of nice. Uh, Bina Udre announced his retirement from playing professional basketball. Everyone's like, oh, yeah, shit. Was he not retired? <laughs> <laughs> and the fun ones from the weekend, Enos the Penis Cantor, changing his name to Enos Cantor Freedom, going all Metal World Peace on us, which is kind of gnarly. Uh, so obviously Cantor is becoming a US citizen this week, and he's like, yeah, while this all happens, I'm going to change my name to Enos Cantor, which will mean my middle name, my last name will be Freedom. I fucking love it. I'm changing my name to Max Power. Yeah, get some! Uh, <laughs> Fuck yeah. Anyway, but that's pretty gnarly. Good on you, Enos. Um, look, the Enos story and like this sort of railing against China and uh, Turkey and just basically having shots at like inequality everywhere is fucking awesome and good on him. And it's nice to see Pop get asked about it. They're trying to trap Pop. It's like, Pop, what do you think about this? Do you want to say anything? He's like, no, nah, it's fucking good on him. He can say what he wants. I love it. It's exactly right. And uh, the cool part was, latest Ben Ben Simmons news. Oh, we saw him at the Wells Fargo Center. So, he was being fined for not joining the team on their uh, recent road trip. Uh, We did get a great year now about that. Like, if Simo had have just, like, gone, right, we've got got no players. Embiid's out. Tobias Harris is out. Seth Curry's out. If I just play a couple of games, people might not fucking hate me as much. (laughs) And uh, instead, no, he just rocked up to uh, Wells Fargo to uh, get some shots in before their game against Minnesota on the weekend and then fucked off. Just great teammate vibes, though. Yeah, great teammate vibes. Let's do some game raps. Game raps, 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 all right. A lot of games on the weekend. Whew. I had, like, the uh, classic Saturday hang- hungover in bed watching on the iPad while old mate looked after the squid because that's what we do. I go get, uh, you know, go see some bands or whatever on the Friday, get a bit of a sleep in on the Saturday, vice versa on this Sunday. And uh, there was a couple of belters in there. It wasn't like San Antonio Boston was awesome. But anyway, uh, the Clippers beat the Pistons 107-96. Reggie Jackson against his old team. you love to see that. Phoenix absolutely pantsed. The New York City Knickerbockers of New York City 118-97. Minnesota. Came up short against Charlotte. I thought Charlotte would, uh, you know, blow this one. They did not. 133-115. <laughs> Boy, did I get that wrong. Chicago kicked the shit out of Orlando. In a homecoming for like half those teams. Uh, 123-88. That was a belting. Washington eked out a massive win over OKC, which was crazy in OKC. 101-99. Held them off down the stretch. Atlanta in the game where they didn't have Ja Morant. They, well, you know, after the first quarter. Just kicked the shit out of Memphis, 
Indy beat Toronto at home, which was pretty weird. We're going to talk about that later. 114.97. San Antonio beat Boston 96.88. The Utah Yaz lost. What? That's right. To the New Orleans Pelicans. 98-97 in Utah. What an absolute fucking debacle. Uh, Millie Walker, I hear it's our Gongwood for Goodland. They took care of Denver 120-109. Golden State beat Portland 118-103 as well. Dame versus Steph uh, did not live up to its billing because Steph just cooked the shit out of him. Three overtime spectacular. The Sacramento Kings beat the Lakers 141-137. Finally justice for the 2002 Western Conference Finals. Um, but still... Crazy game. We'll talk about that again later too. Philly lost the belt at overtimes. Amazing. I love this. Minnesota beat them uh, at Philly. 121-120. Unreal scenes. This was a great game. Joel Embiid dropped 42 after being out for nine games. But Philly still lost in two overtimes. The Knicks beat Atlanta in hot Atlanta 99-90. Big bench contributions from uh, the Knicks. And Atlanta are missing half their team. Phoenix, they beat Brooklyn. Back-to-back New York wins, 113-107, huge game. James Harden stunk it up. Cleveland Cleveland beat Orlando, 105-92. Mobley came back and dominated. Uh, 107-104, Miami beat Chicago. Again, talk about like teams that are sharing players. Uh, Gabe Vincent uh, resurrected from the grave, hit four threes. No Tyler Hero because he was under the weather, a.k.a. I got shit-faced in Chicago and ate some deep dish. Charlotte beat... No, they lost to Houston. 146-143 in overtime. Hilarious. A Lomelo triple-double. Not enough because Christian Wood. What ScoMo's got for saying dumb shit and making sure you who you are on the internet. 33-16. Career highs. Uh, career high. Yeah, Washington, they beat Dallas. 121-14. That was gross. New Orleans lost in Atlanta, uh, Utah on a back-to-back. 127-105. Had to split them. Good job, Utah. Jesus. And uh, then today... Golden State beat the Clippers this morning, 105-900. 990. <laughs> An absolute strangulation this was. Big end of the third brought it home. Steph went ham. We're going to talk about that in a second. Nearly walk A beat Indy. Big second half there, 118-100. Boston eked out a win over Toronto. And the Memphis Grizzlies beat Sacramento, 128-101. And the Lakers just beat Detroit, 110-106. Pretty close. Uh, it wasn't close. And then Detroit just made a game of it. All right, let's do some weekend winners. And losers. Oh my god. I won! I won! Ah! <laughs> <clears throat> Recapping our day's top story, the winner of today's state lottery is me! Kent Brockman. Brockman. <clears throat> you better shut at me. There you go. Alright, weekend winners, fucking Phoenix. 16 on the trot! That is absolutely bloody crazy. I think they're one off a uh, franchise record now. But they. Copped a big win, right? So, obviously, they go back-to-back in New York, which is absolutely crazy. For a team like this, that's where you're like, oh, they're really fucking locked in. They didn't go out in between. They didn't go partying. They didn't go to One Oak. They weren't hanging out in the village. They weren't going just, you know, bar hopping in fucking Brooklyn. But they went out and just kicked their shit out of the Knicks and the Nets. Combined 27-point win... Unbelievable. The win over Brooklyn. So KD goes off, but they still kick the shit out of him because Booker was awesome. And I hit this, on, I think, on Friday's show. Um, the way that they're balanced is unreal. You've got the defense there in CP3, Aiton, Michael Bridges, Jay Crowder, and you've got, like, the offensive sort of firepower coming from Booker. And if it's not firing, they sort of just plug in the gaps. You've got the bench cams. you just got stuff always happening. And then Booker has a ripper game like this, and off they go. 
and 16 on the trot. That's just nothing to sniff at. That's unbelievable. They haven't lost since October. That's in, just, just think about that. It's basically December. They haven't lost for an entire fucking month. That's insane. Unbelievable. So the craziest part is they play Golden State <laughs> this week. The top two teams are Speaking of which, the Warriors. The weekend winners, obviously. Uh, eight straight for them, and they look like a fucking juggernaut, uh, which is pretty terrifying because they are. <laughs> like that win today against the Clippers, it was just fucking. So the squid, um, he was out yesterday with me, pub cricket. And, uh, you know, dealing with a little bit of asthma. If you listen to the show on the reg, you know that he's had a couple of uh, little asthma scares here and there. You know, hospital trip here or there, and it's fucky, and you hate it. So uh, as soon as you see the signs now, you're, like, right on top of it. You're fucking stressing. You're doing your parent fucking bag. You're like, Jesus. Uh, So he stuck around with me this morning to make sure he was all right as rain, which he was. Like, yesterday, old mate just uh, took him home from uh, pub cricket and... Hung out with him, just made sure he was right. And then this morning, same vibes. I just sort of chilled out with him all morning. We watched some basketball, watched some football. He loved it. He wants to see more of the Angry Birds. I'm like, sorry, buddy, the Cardinals aren't playing. <laughs> Show me more Angry Birds, Dad. All right. Anyway, and he's like watching this Warriors game with me, and he's like, oh, this is great fun because they're just going back and forth, back and forth, and Steph just lit them on fucking fire. Because that's what he does. It's unbelievable. The win today was just an absolute strangulation as I hit on. And the thing is, they do this to a pretty bloody good team in the Clippers. They do it to everybody. They just keep doing it. They've lost two games all fucking season. So, of course, they just keep doing it. They also get the nice news about Clay and Wiseman basically, you know, kicking their rehab into gear. It's just a big weekend for the Warriors. Steph lighting motherfuckers on fire. And good news all around. OTs, a.k.a. overtimes. That means we're winners because it's free bars. We had a triple overtime in that Lakers-Kings game. It was off the hook. Double overtime in mini Philly. That was fun as hell. The best part is like just the back and forth, the back and forth. Lakers-Kings was just so unpredictable. You're watching that game. I have no idea what's going to happen. And it was awesome. Even Charlotte-Houston going to overtime was pretty gnarly. Uh, but I'm always on board for a good overtime. Gore on the fog. Dragic, he's a weekend winner. Hey, Goran, you want to come back to Toronto and play? No, oh, I'm good. All right, here's your money. <laughs> Why don't you want to come back? Oh, it's personal. All right. <laughs> Bang, done. Dude just gets to chill in Slovenia without anyone harassing him until someone either trades for him or gets bought out. What a fucking life. I love it. The Cavs. Oh, my God. What? Cleveland. They're weekend winners because they get Mobley back and instantly they snap their five-game losing streak. It's amazing how much he makes that, how much better he makes that entire team. And also, he's fucking awesome. So he comes back from his elbow uh, sprain, drops 13 points, 9 rebounds, 3 assists, and 4 blocks. Like, just, he's otherworldly. He's unreal. I want to put so much money on him for the rookie of the year that it's insane. I just hope that he stays healthy because he is, um, like, he just changes that team instantly. And uh, even if it's the Cavs, and even, like, if he's going to sit there and go, oh, well, you know, he came back and all they did was beat Orlando. It's like, yeah. You can only beat the team that's in front of you, but they also took the fucking magic apart. The Kings! Weekend winners. Oh, but Jimmy, didn't they lose today, bro? Uh, well, look. You win some, you lose a lot uh, if you're the Kings. Uh, but also, so they get absolutely fucking shit pumped by Memphis who don't have Jar Morant. So very, very classic Memphis vibes of uh, we're either going to kick the fuck out of you or we're going to get blown out. There is zero in between. Uh... 
and everybody kind of stepped up for them today, which is pretty gnarly and pretty weird. The Kings, they just decided, well, we beat the Lakers. I think that was just our Super Bowl, bro. Like, Halliburton, Fox, they were just cooked in this, and they got their asses handed to them. But what I loved about, like, Fox and Hill going off in that uh, game against the Lakers, like, even Bagley was getting involved late. Like, he had a massive three-point play down the stretch. But they're 2-1 since firing Luke Walton, which is gnarly. But the fight you see them, like, deliver in a game against the Lakers, you're like, yes, that's insane. Because, I mean, the Lakers were kicking the fuck out of them. It was like a 24-8 run in the second half, right? And it's like, suddenly, the Kings are down big. They go, nah, not today, Palo. Drop a 22-5 run of their own. And they get the lead, just heading into it, and, you know, eventually gets tied up and goes to three overtimes. They won it, though, so that was pretty sick. And, look, the Kings are a fucking laughing matter, because they are. They're a joke of a franchise. But you love to see it. You love to see them step up. Of course, then they turn around and get their asses handed, by them, handed to them by a Memphis team without... Their best player. The Bucks. It's just Kangs, isn't it? Just Kangs. The Bucks. Uh, they just keep rolling. Oh, I love them. They're absolutely smashing. And, like, no one's talking about them. Well, of course, they start the season off slow. But they've now, like, won seven on the trot. <laughs> and they're 13 and 8. It's insane. Like, it's so cool. Like, seven straight wins. And they're just, like, sort of... I talked about this on Friday as well, right? When we did the... Uh, quarter season Thanksgiving giving thanks for stuff about that we should be super thankful for. Seven straight. We talked about it on Friday. This is the most scary team in the second half of the season, isn't it? Like, they're just going to kick it all into gear. They'll get healthy. Hopefully, they get Blopez back and uh, off they go. But in the meantime, they've signed Boogie, which is awesome because it adds a little bit, a bit of flavor. A bit of flavor to this Bucks team, you know? Just putting a bit of fucking oriental fucking noodle spice onto your noodles as opposed to chicken or beef, which is your Mil- Milwaukee Bucks. Get a bit get a bit spicy, get a bit hotter. Where's 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 the chili sauce? We'll put that on there too. Oh, that's boogie. Might just fuck it up. Who knows? Might make it awesome. But either way, the Bucks, they just keep rolling their weekend winners because they just don't lose anymore. The Wizards! Nice little turnaround. A uh, bit of a uh Bit of a fade last week, but they turn around. They're holding on against the Thunder in a weirdly awesome game. They managed to beat Dallas in Dallas after that. Uh, They were down nine in the third quarter that one too. And they just worked them. Super clutch. And yeah, so that's the Wizards on a road back-to-back. They win both. It was hella impressive. And I'll tell you what, they're also just weekend winners because those fucking uniforms, this City Edition uniforms for the Wizards are cool as shit. I love it. OKC! But Jimmy, they've lost five in a row, bro. Yeah. Sam Presti saw how good they looked and was like, that's enough of that. We shall lose some more. We need to tank properly. <laughs> Just wait until he sits both Josh Giddy and SGA. Uh, the T-Wolves. So they dropped their game to the Hornets, sure. Uh, but this two-overtime win against Philly was amazing. I just loved how resilient they were. And, like, resilient's not a word that you usually use about the T-Wolves. D'Lo was fucking stupid in that game. It was fucking horrible for like the first three quarters. And then the fourth and overtime was amazing. And they hold off Embiid when he's absolutely smashing. So now they're 10 and 10. And that Philly game is also 100% a game they usually lose, right? They go on a five-game win streak. They drop a shit game to Charlotte. They probably should have won. And then the usual T-Wolves team would then also lose this one. And then another, and then another, and then another, and then another. And then they'd make a horrible trade or fire a coach. Um, But they didn't lose this one. They overcame Joel Embiid having 21 free throws, more than their entire team. So 
even though they dropped that game to the Hornets, to beat the Sixers, pretty bloody good. So that's a win. Christian Wood, what ScoMo's got for lying! Uh, Career-high 33 points. I mentioned that. 16 rebounds, 3 assists, 2 blocks. Nah, man. I was like the best fucking batsman like growing up, hey? 2 blocks, 13 and 19 shooting. The biggest thing about this is, so Houston, we're going to talk about them in a second, uh, a couple of wins back-to-back. They're playing one big lineups all of a sudden. They're not playing Christian Wood next to Daniel Tice. And guess what's happened? Christian Wood's going off like a fucking frog in a sock. And they've won games. What a world. Weekend winner, Boogie! Got a job. I'm happy for that. I love Boogie. If you listen to this show over the years, you know that I just love the chaos agents. And Boogie is a chaos agent. Uh, now we just need someone to sign Isaiah Thomas, and we're all good again. Uh, and everything will be right in the world. And then someone needs to sign bangers before we burn this fucking place down. All right, Memphis. Weekend winners. But Jimmy, they lost Jar Morant, man. Yeah, but he wasn't seriously injured. He's hurt, not injured. Um, <laughs> and they then turned around and beat the Kings. How fortuitous is that? You lose your best player. It's like, who are you playing next? Sacramento. Fuck, we might kill them. And that's exactly what happened. Uh, but who's weekend losers after all that? We're not losers. No, you two are winners. Big winners. When I grow up, I want to marry a big winner like you guys. Shut up. Loser. 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 Uh, Memphis. But Jimmy, you just had them in winners, man. Yeah, because uh, goddamn, like, is there a team that has a wider array of outcomes each game? Like, they either win or they get fucking killed. Like, <laughs> there's, like, no in-between. It is fucking crazy because the next two teams I'll talk about, similar vibes, but Memphis, it's just to the crazy extremes. Like, where you can't predict anything that's going to happen with this team. They're 10 and 10, so they're bang on 500. So they beat the Kings by 27. They lose to the Hawks by 32. Sure. They get killed by the Raptors by 13. They beat the Jazz by one after getting absolutely shit-pumped by the Wolves literally the day before, to the tune of 43 points. They beat the Clippers by 12. They beat the Rockets by, like, 34. It makes zero sense. It's insane. I love it. Good on them. Uh, Next up, Indy, because I don't know what to make of this team either. They smoke Toronto, then get killed by Milwaukee. It's the exact same vibe. And i got a feeling with Indy, we talked about them on the Friday show about, like, what they should be thankful for. They should be thankful that they have to make a decision. (laughs) And if they keep doing this, beating Toronto, losing to Milwaukee, they'll be kind of like, oh, it's fine. It's, it's fine, bro. We'll just, it'll work. Sabonis and Turtle will be fine. It's not going to be fine. Do it. And uh, the third team in this triumvirate, uh, Toronto. Two really rough losses. They, they lose to Indy and then uh, to Boston. Two teams they definitely need to be beating if they want to have a crack at, like, anything. Like playoffs, play in, etc. But they're also still like this is the weird thing about the East. Like all the way, we just talked about Indy. You go all the way down to thirteenth in the East, and I talk about this all the time. The creamy middle, <laughs> that's where it is, because there's like five games separating one through. Well, actually, six games. Well, five games if you want to go two through thirteen. It's absolutely bonkers. Literally every team but Orlando and Detroit in the East are in this. 
and Toronto sort of kicking around. They do lose those two games, which sucks because that's the difference, though. You lose those two games that you say you win them, you'd be up in seven. <laughs> you lose, you're in 13th. Well, not really because of the losses, but still. Either way, Toronto, it's hard to get a real good handle on them. And like when they do sort of play their dudes, and they were very shorthand in, that, in the Boston game today as well. So it's a bit of a tough one. It's hard to get a read on them, right? So... Maybe, maybe, maybe if when they're actually probably healthy, they're going to be a bit dangerous, but at the moment, it's just really hard to tell. Either way, they're also, look, I've thought about putting them in winners because they just went, Goran, yes, you've got personal reasons. That's why you're not here, right? He's like, yes, personal reasons. Good stuff. Blazers! Another one of those hard-to-read teams because they kind of had just gotten their shit back on track. Then they get swatted by the Kings in overtime last week before getting fucking buzzsawed by the Warriors. It's just a tough scene. The Blazers, I think we just need to pull the ripcord on this and just do it, don't we? Dame, CJ, on your bikes. Neil O'Shea's going to have to do something to save his job or else it's up uh, him against the wall, isn't it? You don't want that. The Nuggets! Uh, yeah, nah. Poor Nugs. Uh, talk about no man's land. I also love that it's like, well, we've got Aaron Gordon as well as uh, Nikola Jokic. It's like, yeah. And you're seeing what that means. When Aaron Gordon's basically like your second or third best player, like, I'd argue that Will of the Thrill Barton is actually their second best player. Aaron Gordon, he needs to be your fourth or fifth best player, and then you're laughing. You saw that in their run last year. Now they're leaning on him. It's like, oh, yes, we can't do this. Um, I, for one, would love to thank Aaron Gordon for stepping up. Oh, wait, no, he's done nothing. Classic. Uh, Dallas, I mean, feel like they feels like last week they sort of turned a bit of a corner. They lose Luca, but Zinger's playing really well. He's like the supercharged Zinger Burger and everything. Supercharged Zinger Burger. And they just lose to the Wizards at home. <laughs> it didn't look like they were going to win it either. It was a really fun game, but Jesus. Anyway, um, tough scene. Just play Josh Green, Dallas. You're killing me. Either way, that was a winnable game against Washington that they blew for no real good reason. They look sick in the old-timey kind of mix, uh, mix and match Cowboy hat Dallas uniforms, which I love, but yeah, otherwise. The Clippers, they got curried. Uh, that's a bit of just of a weekend loser. I mean, when you, the opposition star is getting a fucking standing ovation in your house, yeah, you got curried. Hawks, uh, look, so I was saying last week, and anyone who listened prior to that as well, too many dudes, too many dudes on the Hawks. Oh, they've got too many dudes. Now they've got no dudes. They lose Bogdan. Bogdan Bogdanovich is out for at least two weeks with an ankle sprain. Cam Reddish is out TBD with a left wrist sprain. Suddenly you got more Gallo, more Lou Will, and you're like, ah, oh, I don't think this is good. <laughs> In fact, this is horrible. Uh, and obviously they go and lose to the Knicks, despite Trey Young going off. And this is where you sort of turn around and you go, oh, okay, so we're back to the John Collins at the tall clock. That Clint Capella, Trey Young. Kevin Huerta kind of core. And meanwhile, Gallo, Lou Will combined to go 3 of 17. And Huerta goes 4 of 13 by himself. Ah, yeah. Maybe the question wasn't like too many dudes, as in they've got too many dudes and the back end of those dudes are shit. <laughs> That's Gallo. And look, Gallo will play himself back into form. He always does. Huerta is a bit more of a puzzling sort of uh, piece in all this. It's like he got paid and then just decided to uh, stop playing basketball. But, I don't know, warning signs there for the Hawks now. They're just missing bodies. So Reddish is gone. Bogdan's gone. And 
Dragons, they got beaten by the Knicks. That is a rough weekend. Dewey and Deadman. Uh, speaking of former Hawks, I got fined 15 grand and kicked the seat cushion into the uh, crowd. Good job, Dewey. Deadman. Isaiah Hartenstein. Hello. He blocked the shit out of Jordan Poole in that game today. You're like, oh, that's good. Good job, Isaiah. Stood over him. Okay, we've got a bit of a uh, taunting, taunting tech. And then apparently just like sparked fucking Jordan Poole into life. He then went 4-4 to end the quarter. Got the Warriors rolling and bang, the Clippers lost. That's like old mate, no mates vibes for Isaiah. Jesus. So like, oh, I blocked the shit out of Jordan Poole. It's like, yeah, because you're about a foot and a half tall in the bloke. Fucking hell, bloke. Just don't taunt him. Don't come here, little man. <laughs> Settle down. Anthony Davis got stat mused. I enjoyed that. Uh, everyone's passing around that one. It was uh, 16.7% on threes for AD. It's the worst in NBA history for any player with two-plus attempts per game and 20-plus games played. 38.3% on mid-range. That's the worst in the NBA by any player with 100-plus attempts. 33% on jump shots. Worst in the NBA by any player with 150-plus attempts. Basically, they're like, Anthony Davis can't shoot for shit this year, can he? And you're like, uh-huh. I've been telling you. LeBron Jones. So after that Sam Cassell big ball dance in Indy, Copped a fine. Won't somebody please think of the children? What will they think when they see LeBron James cradling his giant nuts back down the court? <laughs> Houston, a weekend losers, but Jimmy, bro, they won two in a row. Yep, and they're still on track for the worst record of all time. But why risk the biscuit? Uh, and finally, John Wall is a weekend loser. Imagine wanting to play for Houston. And Houston like, nah, we're good. <laughs> Poor John Wall. Uh, it's okay. He'll be able to console himself self with all of his wads upon wads upon wads of cash. All right. That's an NBA Australia pre performance of the weekend. <laughs> That's not a knife. That's a knife. Christian, what? No. Settle down. Steph Curry. Uh, just what a weekend. So today, he was awesome. And I very, 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 very on board with uh, today's game. So 33 points, 12 and 22 from the floor, 7 of 13 from three year goes. The craziest part for me, though, is just watching this game. He gets so fired up. He gets a tech uh, for arguing for a non-call and then later is celebrating hitting a fucking massive three to basically put him up 20 over the top of two defenders and then, like, laughingly calls a tee back on the ref. I'm like, how is he not kicked out? <laughs> But that's how good this was. Even the refs are like, I don't want to kick Steph Curry up, bro. He's fucking sick as that. So what a weekend, though. So he drops 33 in this game. He's a plus 14, but he has six assists, five rebounds, and six fucking steals. He was everywhere in that one. I loved it. It was a really fun game. And like not just because the squid's sitting there going, what is going on, Dad? This is awesome. But in the game against the Blazers on uh, Saturday, so he goes 32-7-8 and eight, and nailed another six threes. 6 of 15 in this one, 12 of 25 from the floor. And before that, against Philly last week, if you remember, he had 25 and 10, also hit six threes. So in his last three games, he's hit 19 threes from, I believe, uh, 39 shots. So that's, uh, I'm going to check my notes and say, oh, it's fucking good, bro. It's fucking good. Yeah, it's pretty, uh, pretty fucking good. <laughs> 19 of 39. Get the fuck out of here. Nice one. Uh, but he absolutely went ham. 
and won them that game. Like Jordan Poole sort of uh, set the stage and then Curry just went, oh, you've set him up, I'll knock him down. Bang. And this is the thing that really just pushes us over the edge. As I mentioned, he got a standing ovation at Staples Center, which is not where the Warriors play. (laughs) This was on the road. This was against the Clippers in LA, and he got a standing ovation. That's how much he fucking tore their heart out. Carly marred these motherfuckers and showed it to him. Unreal. Who was Spud of the Weekend? Spud, 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 the way he sort of went about this game, you're kind of waiting for the Harden to kick into gear and start hitting shots, and it just never happened. Uh, he was Los Horrible in this one. 4 of 15 from the floor. 0 of 6 from downtown. But Jimmy, bro, he got a triple-double. Yeah, one of the single worst triple-doubles you'll ever see, like non-Russell Westbrook edition. 12 points, 13 rebounds, 4 assists, and 7 turnovers. Yeesh! It was a minus 8 in a game they lost by 6. He was absolutely fucking brutal. I love, I feel like even in the game rap, it's like a sloppy triple-double. It's like, that sounds, uh, it's a bit sexual. Uh, Slow-mo, Carl Anderson goes 0 of 8 uh, in Memphis's game, which was pretty funny. Third, 3 of 14 for Dennis Schroeder. I'm German Rondo. Uh, brutal, brutal game. Uh, Suvlaki King against Miami. Uh, Milwaukee. Milwaukee. Read, your, uh, read your fucking writing, Jimmy. What are you doing, mate? Sabonis goes 1 of 8. In 22 minutes today. One of eight. He had four points. Against the Bucks. Who don't have a center? <laughs> Makes no goddamn sense. Mook Morris against Golden State. He went five of 13. Just keep shooting, Mook. Uh, Nicky Alexander-Walker goes two of 12. For the Pelicans against Utah. Danilo Gallinari, two of 11. The Duckman. Talk about a rough weekend for Luke Kennard. For the Clippers against his old team, Detroit. He went 2 of 10, all of which were from downtown. Then today versus the Warriors goes 2 of 8. So at least he took less shots. Uh, Still hit the same amount. Reggie Jackson went 0 of 5 as well uh, today against the Warriors. Tell you what, a couple of big ones though for me. Jason Tatum. Jason Tatum. Holy shit. So he goes 1 of 8 in the first half against Toronto today. And then 1 of 8 in the second half. He went 2 of 16. He also ended up with almost a... uh, a hardened sloppy triple double. <laughs> That's what uh, Harden gets at the club. Eight points, ten assists, seven rebounds. So he always gets the triple double by shooting two of sixteen. And Anthony Davis, they talked about his game against the Kings. That's where the stat muse thing came from. He came, he shot one of twelve in his jump shots. One of twelve. So they basically bashed him for the rest of it because uh, of the other fifty-six players who have attempted at least one hundred and fifty jumpers this this season. He's last in efficiency. Averaging just 0.71s per jump shot. Uh, he ended up 9 of 22 for the game. 0 of 5 from downtown. Tough one. And then, of course, the man that basically Spud of the Night should be named after at the moment, Davish Papan. Hello, look at stupid Davish Beard. Uh, keeps delivering the goods like a Maui postie. This is awesome. 0 of 5, all of which were from 3 in a loss. Thanks for coming, Davish. Bertange. Hello, Davish. Is uh, playing good game? Yes, is Davish. Hello. Um, so in terms of his games, since he's come back, so he played two... So, oh, no, they won that game against us. what I'm talking about. So their last two games, in fact, their last three games, 
He's gone 1 of 10 against the Pelicans. Then he's gone 0 of 3 and 0 of 5. He is 1 of 18 in his last three games. 1 of 18, including 1 of 16 from downtown. What an absolute legend. This is pushing hard for the Davis Bertans Memorial Spud of the Night Award. God damn. Love it. Thanks for coming, Davis. Hope that money keeps you warm at night. Uh, who was Old Mate No Moots? Old Mate No Mates. Old Mate No Mates. Old Mate No Mates. Who's got No Mates today? Well, it's John Wall in Houston. Can I play? No. Oh, please, can I play? No. Sir, can I join the team? No. <laughs> Fucking hell. He even posted on Instagram, hashtag free me. Like, this is nobody else stepping in for him. He's like, nah. Free me. <laughs> well, John, there's a very easy way for you to be freed, agree to a buyout and step away from me 90 million bucks, or fucking stop having a sook, or plug, just fucking come off the bench, mate. What are you doing? Show people you can still ball. Someone will trade for you. Hashtag free me. Fucking spare me. I'm getting paid 90 million bucks to do nothing. Oh, hashtag free me. But either way, I do love it. Like, just... The entire story is fucking crazy, right? Like, he's sitting there going, free me, free me, can I play? They're like, nah. <laughs> I'm healthy. We don't care. <laughs> very bad, 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 very, very bad, bad. Uh, who got pants? The pants in the night. Shengun dunked on Jada McDaniel's head. Always good. But this one's got to go to Caruso. Uh, white chocolate, white mamba, the white goat. Uh, yammed on PJ Tucker. Absolutely fucking yammed on him. Uh, amazing scenes. Like, he gave the headband a tweak as well. What a fucking sicko. Absolute fucking sicko. Won't somebody please think of the children? Do you think uh, maybe Alex Caruso is even more untouchable than LeBron now? Tweaking his headband. Oh, just think about the kids in the audience. Would they think that's okay? <laughs> fucking hell. But that was a good dunk. What a sicker, I loved it. Uh, who is better than Lonzo Ball? <coughs> Lonzo was the best player in high school. He was the best player in college. You think you don't get to the pros and be like, I made it to the pros, now I can be average. We're coming for everybody. Coming for everybody. De'Aaron Fox. I'll tell you what, so I love me some, uh, you know, old-timey rivalries of De'Aaron Fox versus uh, Lonzo. You know, Hated it. Same draft, obviously. Hated each other coming out of college. And in that game against the Lakers, he played his ass off. It was great. He had 34-6-8. Of course, they played three overtimes, so he played like 50-something minutes. Uh, ends up 15-32 from the floor. That's a lot of uh, it's a lot of shots to get you 34 points. But eight assists, six rebounds, four turnovers and all that time, and led his team to a win. He and Buddy Heald were fucking amazing down the stretch in that one. Of course, Diarra's a fox then backed that up with a... Uh, Basic no-show against Memphis, but uh, you get that on the big jobs when you need to be better than Lonzo. So Darren Fox today is better than Lonzo Ball. And finally, Dickhead of the Weekend. Dickhead of the Week! Ah, Jimmy Butler is such a dickhead. I love him. He's such a dick. He's like, I'm going to antagonize fucking everybody. So he was asked about how he'd never wear a heat jersey when he was back in Chicago. He's like, I knew it was going to end up here way back when. So I said it then just so I could make the tabloids think I could predict the future. I've got so much love for Chicago. That's where I first learned to hate the Miami Heat. <laughs> so he's like, yeah, I lied. Yeah, just to fuck with you all. 
<laughs> what a lunatic. But the best part was he posted an amazing photo of Kyle Lowry and DeMar with a message for DeMar, there's a new bestie in town at DeMar DeRozan. Yeah. That's right. So Kyle Lowry's new bestie apparently is Jimmy Butler. So Jimmy Butler's not only shitting on Chicago, the team that you know gave him his first go-round, he's then just shitting on DeMar DeRozan, who's in Chicago, saying Jimmy Butler's like, well, I'm here with your best mate, and I'm his new best mate. Sucked in, dickhead. Jimmy Butler! What a dickhead! I love him. Ah, oh, what a legend. All right, we'll be back in a minute with uh, some UNRs right after this. This is Cam Glidden. This is Anthony Drimmick. This is Mitch McCarran. This is Jason Kiddie. This is Daryl McDonald. Hey, guys, this is Hugh Greenwood. Yo, what's going on? This is Ellie. This is Mark Worthington, or commonly known as Wertho, and you're listening to NBA Australia. You're listening to NBA Australia. And 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 you're listening to NBA Australia. Yeah, Nars. And they are brought to you by the DailyLiquor.com from East Ninth Brewing. If you're in Melbourne, mate, it's party time. What are you doing? Summer. Hotter in hell today. Tell you what. And I also necked a few tins on the weekend. Oh, good drinking weather. Either way, go to the online bottle There's a new variant, Omicron Percy I-8. Don't get that. The Omicron Percy I-8. Jesus. I'm King Lur. <laughs> Emperor Lur? What was he called? Who else is a future Rama nerd? Fucking love it. Omicron Percy I8. Uh, don't try to get the Omicron. Hey, guess what? New COVID dropped. You got it yet? Uh, don't try to get the Omicron. Bring the bottle over to you with the dailyliquor.com. It's for the Melbourne metro area. You get same-day delivery if you order before noon. So smash the dailyliquor.com right now, and you bang in the code STRAYA, you get a free six-pack on your mate Jimmy. So you've got work drinks. You've got all the shit you need. Knockoffs. Bang in your fucking order. Off you go. TheDailyLiquor.com. They bring it over. Off you go. Get shit-faced and get a free six on your mate, Jimmy. TheDailyLiquor.com right now. Be over 18. Be in Melbourne. And get around all their amazing beers, wines, and cocktails. Check it out. Right, yeah, Nars. <clears throat> Got a good one from Matty Owers. Uh, this is where we take some NBA storylines, decide whether they're more yeah or more nah. Uh, number one, great one from Matty Owers. Just sent me uh, from that Charlotte game where uh, Kelly Oubre just absolutely went fucking ham. He had 27 points. He hit seven threes. It was awesome. Uh, Matt Owens just sent me a question saying, Kelly Oubre is a porn star. Yeah, nah. <laughs> so this is one of those things. I actually noticed this last week. I'm like, his hair is fucking off the hook. And definite, definite, like, uh, there are tapes of me fucking kind of vibes from <laughs> Kelly Oubre. 100%. Oh, I love it. Next one. Jimmy, you're getting more and more worried about James Harden and his offense. Yeah, nah. Nah. But a little bit, yeah. Like, it's getting there to the point where you're like, James Harden, for all of his years in Houston, like, never really went through a slump this sort of pronounced or long where he just sort of didn't go off for like at least two weeks in between or something, right? And you're sort of trying to figure out if it's something fundamental. Is it the lack of free throws stuff? And people are like, oh, well, the free throws are a big part of his game. Yeah, he can still get to the line sometimes. It's just not happening as often, which is probably more of a fundamental uh, part of the Brooklyn game plan that doesn't quite fit him. And it's one of those things where you're like, well, maybe they need to uh, tweak it a little bit. Because they've got so many fucking weapons. I just don't know how they can't get hardened firing. 
Like, he should be one of the easiest. Like, you don't have to do anything. And off you go. But either way, I'm starting to get a little bit worried about James Harden. If this goes on for a couple more weeks, I think it's fucking panic stations. And that that's where it'll sort of lead to the point where it's like, fuck, should they trade Kyrie? Who's going to trade for Kyrie? What is Kyrie? Can we just, like, fucking vaccinate him in his sleep? Let's go. It's like, oh, it's oh, Kyrie's at his door. It's like, hey, who's there? He's like, oh, it's James and it's Kevin. We just want to come crash at yours for tonight. Why you guys got nothing with you except for uh, two... Oh, fuck. Are they syringes? Gah, got him! Ah! <laughs> Love it. Does Boogie help the Bucks, Jimmy? Yeah, nah. I mean, it makes him way cooler. I already mentioned that. But also kind of, yeah, because they've got zero size without Lopez. I mean, it's Bobby Portis and Giannis, and that's it at the moment. So to be honest, just like the simple fact of having a bigger body out there is pretty good. And to be honest, it's always an interesting look at Boogie just to see how a couple of years on from some of these injuries, maybe he just gets a little bit more pep in his step. At the same time, he's not going to be a featured sort of part of your offense or anything. So it's kind of like, can he just keep us clicking over when we need him to? And he kind of did that at times with the Clippers and the Warriors and I don't know, but it's just a weird moment. Like he's not going to be with his mates in LA, either on the Lakers or on the Clippers. And we've seen like with the Warriors, like with a pretty strong culture around him with a very obvious hierarchy, it's like not too much of a hassle. So this is also the sort of team with a championship pedigree and a strong culture. So you bring him in, it's non-guaranteed. See if he can get in some minutes for you and, if he's a fucking head case, you cut him loose. If he's not a dick, you keep him around. Like, it's fucking win-win, I think, at that point. And it's better than fucking bringing back Andrew Bogut or something who's probably busy yelling at the local council or making fucking threats on Twitter or whatever the fuck he does now. So, yeah. Ah, <laughs> forget to show, who cares. Uh, what else? Next one up. Chicago and Washington. Is this going to be the thing you do every week, Jimmy? Yeah, nah. Yeah. Uh, because the rest of the year now is like, ah, Chicago and Washington for real. Each and every week, I reckon I could just hit on Chicago and Washington, and I'd be happy keeping just to do that. Even after doing weekend winners and losers, because they're wildly fascinating. No one has any fucking clue what's going to happen next, right? Like, we've talked about Chicago and the Wiz with their sort of depth, with their array of talent, floor raising, floor raising, floor raising, and Chicago playing at home against the Heat, losing that close one on the weekend. Lowry was good. And you kind of like sitting there going, shit, are the Bulls for real? And it is one of those things where you sort of delve into the stats a little bit. Not to go all nerdy, but yeah. It's like the transition buckets are massive. And if they don't have those, it gets a little bit tougher. And Miami just went, oh, yeah, you know what those? Fucking bang, off they go. And the Chicago D wasn't able to hold them back. It wasn't even like Jimmy Butler going off. It was like, as mentioned, Gabe Vincent resurrecting himself and uh, dropping like four threes at really fucking help Duncan Robinson finding his range but Chicago as well like this is the thing DeMar can go off if Levine has a bit of an inefficient night and Vooch isn't firing it's like pretty hard to sort of fill in the gaps there like Caruso was amazing in that Miami game not only did he yam on PJ Tucker like he hit a bunch of threes he had like 22 points like six assists it was awesome uh but that's the tricky part like trying to figure out if this is going to be sustainable for an entire season and I do think it's sort of just, they end up in that spot, like that sort of four, five, six spot, right? Like, because the defense just feels a bit wonky, but they're also re-establishing Vooch in there. So 
I think this is another case if you take it all with a bit of a you know a bit of a grain of salt because if you look when you lose a player, sometimes it can be easier to deal with that than having to reintegrate a part play. You know what I'm saying? So I think that's kind of what they're just going through. And uh, meanwhile, Washington just had a really fucking good weekend and held off OKC, who are feisty as all hell, and then just played their asses off against Dallas without Dinwiddie and got a big win. So I think that's exactly where we end up kind of landing week in, week out with Chicago and Washington. You're going to have these pits and troughs and stuff, but at the end of the season, they'll be in that sort of the top end of the creamy middle of the East, if that makes sense. So... There you go. And then last one, JTA. That's it. Juan Toscano. Wanderson tweets out, 30 is the best player in the world. It's not even close. Yeah, nah. Uh, Is he? Is Steph Curry the best player in the world? It's not even close. I'm going to say nah because I think it's close. This is a big question. Like, Who scares you more? Like pissed off Steph or pissed off KD? Or to a lesser extent, maybe pissed off Giannis? We did see Giannis drop a fucking 50 in a game six of NBA Finals to close out his first championship. But it, I don't know. How do you feel? I'd probably be more afraid of a pissed-off KD because he could probably hurt you in a few more ways, maybe on D as well. Like, I don't know. Because the thing about Steph, I think, is though, he fires up not just his team, but as we just saw, an opponent's arena. Like, he did it in Brooklyn as well. Like, So when he's rolling downhill, it feels like the rest of the team is the same and like suddenly there's easy buckets going everywhere the opposition just gets like intimidated because like their own crowd is turned against them like we know that KD can turn into fucking like a Dragon Ball Z character he's out there fucking just throwing fireballs and shit but that's almost kind of it like you almost go it's KD KD they're just going to look for KD ISO 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 he might still beat you by himself because he's fucking insane like Giannis sometimes like LeBron as well like, KD can assert his will over the entire game on both ends as well. And Steph, he can drop threes on your head, but he can't really quite meet you with the rim and be the linchpin of your D like some of the other dudes can. But fuck, man. I think we're just sort of seeing this amazing Steph experience again. And God damn, it's fucking good. Like, having been there in person for a bunch of these games at the Warriors, like, at their absolute pomp. So, we're the net season tickets from, what, 13 through 18. And... It's like that entire Curry run, like just the vibe of the place just turns on its fucking head. Whereas like watching KD, it's like very much an ooh, ah kind of vibe. Whereas a Steph, everybody just goes insane. It's like, what the fuck? Just losing their shit and it's awesome. So I think I'm probably just doing a land on KD as the best player in the world, but it's very close. Because <laughs> Steph will just fucking turn your entire house against you. It's like you're walking your family and it's like, nah, everybody hates you now, dickhead. Off you go. It's fucking brutal. Funny as hell. All right, let's do an unpopular opinion of the day. Now look at me, please. Look at me, look at me, look at me. Look at me, look at me, look at me. Uh, This would be the biggest Warriors title if they were to win it. I think we got asked this a couple of weeks ago and it's kind of like, I don't know, man. Like that first one was fucking awesome. And then they uh, pile on with KD. So if they won it this year, like you got to try to compare it to 15 or 16. Uh, 16, obviously, they don't win. And I'm kind of landing on, like, if they go through this season just tearing hearts out, Carly marring motherfuckers, and win the title without Clay for, like, what, the first third of the season, if not more, that'd be fucking amazing. Because you think about this team, like, it's 
similar to the 15 team in that it's very unheralded, right? Like, 14, 15, you sort of saw it coming. 15, they sort of just, it all clicked, and off they went. But even then, like, they had some fucking struggles in the playoffs, etc. But they were lucky to get through it. They do. So I think if they sort of just fucking lay waste everybody this year, when it's super fucking competitive, yeah, I think they'd be the big. They're older. They don't have, like, Clay for a bunch of the season, then they have to reintegrate the dude. Like, it's just Steph carrying them at the moment. That's wild. And it's like, we've got Wiggins. We've got Poole. We've got Damian Lee. We've got Otto Porter dropping bombs. We've got Belly Belita. It's like... Wow, that's pretty fucking crazy, but still, we all know the heart and soul of this is Draymond and Steph, so I think this would be the biggest one. It's pretty weird. Anyway, Outback Takehouse. It's Monday at Outback. You know what that means? I'll tell you what. Well, it means bush steaks. What's a bush steak, I ask you? Well, guess what? Just down the road, just on the slide, yeah, look, I hit a wombat in the car. Shut up. But I'll tell you what, they taste fucking awesome. So I chucked her in the back, and here we go. Bush steaks only at our back. It just don't tell anybody it's a wombat. And today's flame grill take is, just like Enos Cantor Freedom, Ben Simmons should change his name to Ben Simmons Trade Me Motherfuckers to manifest what he wants to see in this universe. Only at our back. What else should Ben Simmons change his name to? Ben Simmons, I'm not a sook. Uh, ben Simmons, I want to be a Laker. <laughs> ben Simmons, I need... Anyone got 10 bucks? <laughs> All right. Stream play watch right after this one. This is Chris Anstey, and you're listening to NBA Australia. All right, Australian Player Watch. After we talk about Noble, remember Chris Paul, Scott Kelly, the NASA commander, and uh, Reddit co-founder Alexis Ahanian? Well, they're on Knowable, teaching you insanely awesome, cool shit about life. So go check it out. It's like Spotify for learning stuff. I love it. The squid, he hates it. He absolutely hates it. But that's just because it's not Thomas and Friends story time. Uh, the book from NASA talks about space. Chris Paul talks about plant-based lifestyles. And Alexis Ahanian teaches how to launch a startup. That's a really good one. I love that one. Uh, over 100 other experts are waiting to teach you something new. So go check out Knowable right now. Bang in the code STRAYA when you download it from your app store. Get 20% off. Get smarter today. Oh, I'm still giggling about the Ben Simmons. Does anyone have 10 bucks? <laughs> oh, bloody man. Jimmy, what's your favorite thing about having a podcast? Making myself laugh. Patty Thrills! And a bit of a uh, quiet one against Phoenix. He went 3 or 7 from the floor. For his nine points, three rebounds, two assists, and a block. Uh, but that was kind of like a testament to Phoenix. Like, they were just everywhere in that game. And he shot it pretty well. Like, 3-7, all from downtown. But just, the they kind of limited everybody else apart from KD. It was a really, 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 really interesting idea of going, all right, let's shut down fucking everybody on Brooklyn. Let KD do his thing. We'll be fine. And that's what happened. Jingle and Joe Ingles. So they split those two games against New Orleans uh, in the loss. Jingles went 12-5. and five. He went 5-8 of eight from the floor, 2-4 of four from 3. So he's hit his shots. Love to see that. But, of course, they lose. He had one assist, one block, and a steal. And in the win, he goes 4-5, of five, all from 3, as well as hitting 3 free throws. So he goes 15 points, 5 rebounds, and 1 assist. Bloody good. Nice bounce back. Love to see it. Aussie Matty T. Matisse Tybal in that loss to many. He played 6... Oh, no, he played... Sorry. 
He had six points. There we go. Five rebounds, one assist, and three steals. He went three, six from the floor, missed both threes that he took. Uh, still logging plenty of minutes at the moment as well as they sort of deal with like a bit of roster churn. Good to see Matty T getting out there. Josh Green did not. Uh, he did not play coach's decision against the Wizards, and so did Rockham, Sockham, Blockham, Jockham, Landau. Didn't play against Boston. Uh, pretty close game. Bit of a sad one that he didn't get out there. Josh Giddy though, and that loss to Washington, very close. He had 11 points, 7 rebounds, 4 assists, and a steal. He goes 4 of 12 from the floor, 0 of 2 from 3, but he did go 3 of 4 from the free throw line, which is always heartening, isn't it? Yeah, look, he can still eat his free throws. That's what matters. Right, it's Monday. Let's do an Andrew Gay's Grey Mum Reward for Outstanding Achievement in the Field of Excellence. It's the Andrew Gay's Grey Mumba. Clap it up. Clap it up. Because I think before we even get into the actual uh, Andrew Gray's Grand Mumble Award for Outstanding Achievement in the Field of Excellence, how about actual Outstanding you know, <laughs> Achievement in the Field of Excellence? Lindsay Gaze. So Gazy himself just sort of posted a picture. Lindsay Gaze holding court. Looks like out the front of their digs. Just, uh, you know, teaching a nice, awesome lesson to like the under-12s Tigers. Just... Unreal. The the amount that man has given to the game in Australia is absolutely fucking crazy. And you love it. And I love how much uh, Gazy himself, Andrew Gaze, uh, understands that and appreciates it and is happy to sort of go, hey, guys, this dude does a lot. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, it's your dad, but he's fucking amazing. So it's really, really fucking cool. I love that. Uh, today's uh, NBA... Andrew Gay's great member award for outstanding achievement in the field of excellence. 19 games in. KD and Steph both lead the NBA in scoring with the exact same number of points scored. So 28.6 points per game at this point. Pretty bloody good. And uh, looking pretty awesome. Because I think that was an interesting vibe from the weekend, right? Like we've got... Well, KD's a 28.6. Steph's for some reason 28.4, but whatever. I'm just really... Oh, that would have been, yeah, the 28.4, because it would have been after the last game. Uh, but either way, Steph became the first fastest player to ever reach 100 threes in a single season this year, 19 games. He's already done it. That's pretty incredible. But my favorite thing is, like, it's the year 2021-2022, and Steph Curry and KD are still out here just dropping fucking bombs on everybody, averaging over 28 points a game each, and doing it with insane efficiency on two pretty fun teams. And it's one of those things we don't quite appreciate, I think, at the moment in, like, modern NBA. Like, we we understand that LeBron's a fucking freak and he's still going. Chris Paul, same sort of vibes. You think about the teams and players that you fucking grew up loving in the, either the 80s, the 90s, the 1000s, whatever. Their shit was done. Like, their peak, their influence, all that sort of shit. You give it a decade, a little bit either side... And that's basically going to be it. Like, you think about Shaq, he goes, what, 14 years of actual proper fucking dominance uh, from, like, 93. You get to the seven oh seven year after the Miami Heat win, ends up on Phoenix, and it's just pretty much over at that point. KG, bit different. AI just fell off a cliff. Some of the other luminaries, like, held on forever and ever, Ray Allen, etc. But, man, KD and Steph are still leading the NBA in scoring. <laughs> crushing it in 2021 i fucking love it it's amazing it feels like yesterday i'm like arguing about the uh, greg odin kd draft and 
Who should go one? My beloved Seattle Supersonics got KD, and I thought we were set for life. Wrong! Fucking David Stern. What a prick. Anyway, uh, the Penny Mills Game Table Game Day Twitter check-in. A great tweet from Paddy uh, where he has joined uh, basically the Aussie version of the Players' Tribune, which is uh, so Paddy Mills retweeted the little uh, teaser video for Code Sports. So Paddy tweets out, Storytelling is an integral part of my culture. I think there's so much value in owning your story and the ability to share it. Pumped to be a Code Sport AU contributor alongside Ash Barty and Steve Smith and uh, look forward to sharing some of my stories with you all. Pretty gnarly. You love to see it. And you know that Paddy, look, if you've watched any of the videos that he's had and put out, it's always fucking awesome. So I love that he's a part of this one. So great stuff. Right. Game previews, and we'll uh, wrap up the picks from the weekend. Game previews. Game previews. Thanks, Inverting Bane. Not a problem, Jimmy. How's the weekend? Oh, buddy, good. Enjoy going to see bands. Just good. Oh, yeah. Uh, so we went 5-5 five of five on the picks today, which is good, on the head-to-heads. We went 3-8 of eight yesterday. That's not as good. And we went 6-12 of 12 on Saturday. So add that all up. That's 9. And f- so that's 14 of, I'm going to 14 of 25. So not bad. Is that right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. Ah, <laughs> oh, 13. Yeah, 25. And we've gone... 14 of 25. No. You'll take that. Uh, 14 of 25. And where does that leave us for the season? 14 of 25. It leaves us at 165 of 295 for the season. Cool. All right. Let's do some uh, picks and previews for tomorrow. So we've got nine games. Awesome. It's going to be good. We've got Orlando at Philly. Uh, Philly are 15 and a half point favorites, which seems like a lot. Like Orlando are bad. We know that. But that's just a lot of points. I'm going to have to go Orlando plus five, 15 and a half. It's just too many. Um, Philly, with Joel Embiid back, with most of their dudes back, will win that handily. But 15 and a half is just, you know, it's a couple of uh, shots down the stretch from Orlando. Suddenly it's a 14 point win. Off you go. Uh, I'll take the 15 and a half. Denver, go to Miami. This would be a belt-up because, guess what? Someone's going to get belted. Yes, it's Joker versus Miami again. It's on for young and old. Rocky 2. Don't know if Keefe's actually playing in this one, but I'm going to take Miami minus 7.5 anyway because I think Denver are just not very good, (laughs) especially on the road, especially against a team like Miami who are a bit fired up going to come in, going to want revenge on the Nuggets, and uh, they're probably going to get it, so give me Miami. Indy, that's going to be awesome, though. Absolute heavyweight title fight, isn't it? Oh, yes. The Joker brothers versus the Morai. Can we have that before the game? Let's dance. If he, if it, <laughs> if it bleeds, he could die. Um, what do we got? Charlotte at Chicago. We've got Chicago favored by five and a half, which seems like a little bit too much for me. I take Charlotte plus five and a half. Um, Chicago defense might pull that one a bit down, but I think Charlotte can get over that, and I think Charlotte might even win it. Uh, Indy, they play in Minnesota. I'm going to have to ride Minnesota here. I can't trust them as far as I can throw them, but here we go. Give me Minnesota minus four and a half. OKC, they go to Houston, the toilet bowl. You'll love one of those. OKC are two and a half point underdogs again here against Houston. When are they going to learn? I'm taking OKC plus two and a half. Um, Cleveland, they go to Dallas. Oh, Cleveland 
against the Supercharged Zingerberger. This is going to be a fascinating game. Look, Dallas should win this, but it's a five and a half point line. That's a really janky line. It feels like a game that Dallas just pull out of their ass and end up winning by three. Um, but I will go Dallas minus five and a half. I just think at home, they're pretty bloody good. They should win that one. Give me Dallas. Washington, they go to Sacramento. No, they go to San Antonio. Learn how to read, Jimmy. Jesus. This is a weird one. So San Antonio, I mentioned on Friday, I'm going, I can't, I'm off. I can't trust him. And of course, they turn around and beat Boston. What the fuck? So I'm going to go the Spurs plus three and a half points here because Washington, they're crushing it on the road so far. They beat OKC. They beat Dallas. Can they beat San Antonio as well? Maybe, but I think it'll be close. Give me the three and a half. Portland go to Utah. I'm going to take, ooh, eight and a half points. I'm going to take Portland plus eight and a half. They're going to get eaten up by Gerbera, but I think they can score enough to keep that close. And finally, the Pelicans go to the Clippers. Clippers, nine and a half point favorites. I'll take that in a heartbeat because the Pelicans are fucking horrible. And there you go. That's it. Ah, oh, it's a big wrap-up weekend show, isn't it? Woo! Especially when you've uh, fucking rung yourself out over the weekend like your old mate Jimmy over here. Either way, we'll be back tomorrow. Wrap up, hopefully, another punch-on between uh, the Joker and the Morris Br- twins. Maybe both of them will just be there. Mook's just going to rock up. <laughs> oh, my God, there's Mook! <laughs> Coming in out of the stands. Love it. Uh, in the meantime, like that space hog sign, uh, make sure you're following NBA Australia on Twitter, Face the IG. We're all over the socials. Check out NFL Australia with myself and Gaz. Crazy NFL week, this one. Uh, Adam with World Wrestling Australia. Go check that over on YouTube. He had his season finale this uh, last week, so give it a look. Follow FWCIE on Twitter as well. And get around NBAstraya.com slash shop. That's right. Get some merch. Buy a, buy a t-shirt, would you? Chuck us a rating review on your podcast app. Uh, go to manscaped.com and use the code STRAYA. Get 20% off and free shipping. TheDailyLicker.com. Get a free six-pack with the code STRAYA. And with the code, guess it, STRAYA. At Knowable, you get 20% off as well. From Oslo, they're the band behind the intro and outro song. Go check out their new band, House Hats. And big thanks go to Joshua De La Rentis. Fascinated gold mines, Ramshack Alami, Iowa, Sex Jedi, Green, 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 and Dozers for the tunes you hear throughout the show. Smash them all on Bandcamp, Triple J and Earth, Facey, Apple Music, Spotify, however you find your tunes. Listen to your... Stuff. Support your bands. That's what we do. NBA Australia supports Australian bands. All right. Well, that's it. We're going to go grab the squid. Hang out. Hopefully he's all right. <laughs> Jesus. All right. We'll close out today's show. The brand new, uh, what have we got? A Giddily Positive Review for Giddily Positive Roo. Josh Giddy Giddy Reviews. <laughs> it's a bit more complicated than just a deli review, isn't it? All right. We'll catch you tomorrow, you dickheads. This is NBA Australia saying, look after yourselves, would you? And later, hosing. Oh, hi guys, Josh Giddy here, uh, just back with another Josh Giddy's Giddy Reviews for Giddily Positive People with Josh Giddy, and uh, I was just going over my notes before I recorded, and I've got to, I've got to check, I don't know what happened, um, I don't know if uh, my drink got spiked or something, or someone made one of those cookies that were a bit different, because I think I might have blacked out, because my notes are just a big squiggle after this is sick, and it just sort of trails off, because I don't know what happened, but like... I was on my iPad, the one that I got from my dad, and I just got Amazon Prime, and it was pretty cool, and I was like, oh, I'm going to watch that new Wheel of Time.
because I've got to tell you, I've read all 47 or whatever the books there are, and I can't believe how good it is. Like, it's been brought to life better than I could have ever have imagined getting baked out of my fucking brains in Yarraville reading these books. So, yeah, like, it's a bit weird. It's a bit mystical. It's a bit Game of Thrones and a bit Lord of the Rings. And I, I don't know, like, I think it's just absolutely bang on. Like, you've got big fucking scary things and it's like, Jesus... I better not be too fucking high when I watch these ones because that'll scare the shit out of me. But it was all right. Um, like, it's got swords. It's got uh, witches. It's got intrigue. And if, like, all my interests were one of those Venn, like, if you had that in as, as a Venn diagram, it's just that one color. And it's just Wheel of Time. So, yeah, I watched the first two episodes and I'll say it straight up. I fucking loved it. And I don't like to swear, but it was fucking great. So let's give this 14 wheels out of 10. Wheels. Because it's really good. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, it's 14 giddy-ups, thumbs-ups as well. So, all right, check it out if you haven't already. Uh, and that's it for this week's Josh Giddy's Giddy Reviews for Giddily Positive People with Josh Giddy. We'll catch you next week because I'm Josh Giddy. Stay positive and giddy-up. <laughs>